96 bottles of beer on the wall. 96 bottles of beer. You take one down, you pass it around. 93, 2, 1. Action. Shame on a poop who tried to run game on a poop. Buck, buck, wild with the trigger. Shame on a poop who tried to run. Hey everybody, how's it going? Beers in the basement. I think this is episode 18 already. Jeez, time flies when you're having fun and I'm having fun. Except I was having too much fun this weekend, so I never got to recording. Another solo sesh. I am going to first promote what's hopefully coming up next week. I got to check with Mike because we've been talking about his uncle coming in and I want to confirm that that's happening. We're shooting for Saturday, so hopefully I'll have that posted by Sunday night. And sorry, guys, I dropped the ball this weekend. I know a lot of you like to listen on your way into work and you didn't have me with you this morning. But you got me now. Whenever you hear this, whenever I post this, might be tonight, might be tomorrow, might be never. Anyway, the song that I was singing, I edited myself. Edited myself. And why, you might say? Because it's got a bad word. Society tells me it's got a bad word, so I can't say it. And I'm wondering what what's politically correct there. If I'm singing a song that has the N-word, and it doesn't end in a hard R... It ends in an A, and it's a hip-hop song that's like kind of popular, and I want to sing the song. Am I allowed to? Am I allowed to sing the song? I don't know the rules anymore. It's so confusing. I just avoid all of it because I don't want to get punched in the face randomly. Like, yo, you can't say that word. But I'm singing the song. Yeah, whatever. That kind of sucks. And speaking of, um, that was a hip-hop song, Wu-Tang. Uh... But man, a lot of news about Nipsey Hussle, right? I mean, this is this has been going all over the place, and I'm going to date myself how I do frequently, and uh, I've mentioned a couple times that I'm a fan of all music, really all of it, fucking all of it, and, and I heard the news, and I'm like, oh, who's that guy? Nipsey Hussle, he died, he, he got shot or something, that sucks, and the news is telling me, I don't know, TMZ or something was saying that hip-hop artist this and that and I'm going man okay well I, I guess you know that that fucking sucks and I thought it was sort of a one-day news thing because I'm ignorant to the whole situation and his popularity and then I kept hearing about it like all these other news sources are picking it up and then the dude has this like crazy um you know what's it called when you have a uh a memorial I guess um for a person and they have it in like this arena and there's thousands of people. I'm like, holy shit, this is all over the place. I got to make myself smart on this situation. So I hopped on Spotify and I type in Nipsey Hustle and I'm like, let me see what dude's all about. And I start to listen. I'm like, all right, the first song, I think it was called, I, th- I think, don't quote me on this, but I think the name of it was Dedication. I didn't do my follow-up homework. I have a couple notes here that I jotted down. I think the name of the song was Dedication. And it kind of sucked. Like, it was auto-tune-y and sort of, I'm already getting kind of just judgy on it. I'm like, ah, oh, man, kids these days, they're still doing this auto-tune bullshit. Like, this kind of sucks. And then there was some, I think this is the one that had some racist lyrics in there. Like, um, I don't know, a Cracker or something like that. See, I'm allowed to say that. And um, so I'm like, I, you know, just sort of whatever about the situation. And then I let it play. I let Spotify play and it jumped onto the next song. And I'm doing my work, and I have it on in the background. And then I, I start to, like, you know, the next song goes on, and I'm like, oh, 
all right, I kind of get it. Like, the dude was pretty good. I Not something that I really listened to. I don't listen to that style of hip-hop that much anymore. I used to, I guess, back in the day. I had my, my favorites, my go-tos. Um, but I, I sort of, not that I don't like it. It's just not in my, it's not in my heavy rotation anymore. But, um, but that was sad news and the dude was pretty talented. So I, what I first was kind of judgy about, uh, a guy that I thought was just sort of maybe a one hit wonder. So I didn't realize the importance that he had in his community and all this other stuff. Anyway, made myself smart and I suggest anybody do that really. If there's something going on in, in the media and a lot of people are talking about it and you're not familiar, instead of just saying, oh, shit probably sucks, take a listen. See if you like it for yourself and then and then come up with your opinion from there. Maybe you'll hate it, but maybe you'll get turned on to something new and you could say, oh, shit, this was kind of good. Anyway, that was my little bit on that. So sorry, sad news about that. Sorry to hear that, but it's a great outpour in the community, showing a lot of support and um, it's still in the news all the time. So that's pretty rad. Um, you know, back in, back in my generation, it was, um, Biggie and Tupac. Those were the guys that like, there was all kinds of controversy over both talented, super talented dudes who like got shot and it was fucked up. And, uh, you know, I don't know the whole history on it. I'm definitely not a connoisseur or, or super knowledgeable in this situation, but again, sad, sad sort of experiences as far as that goes. And today, I don't have a beer. I'm not going to review a beer. I grabbed a glass of wine. It was left over in the fridge from a social engagement that I had yesterday. And um, super cheap wine, barefoot Chardonnay, like a white wine. I think you can get six gallons for like $8 or something ridiculous like that. But this is just for me to wind down tonight. I'm going into Philadelphia tomorrow. Not the city. I'm going to Philly. The city, as we all know is New York, but it's Philly tomorrow, and it's not for anything fun, it's work-related, it might be kind of cool, I might pop into Reading Terminal Market, since I'll be right there at 30th Street Station, and get a little, get a little sandwich or something, a little beer and a little sandwich, and I'll let you guys know next weekend if I did have anything special while I was there, but if you're around, say hello, I'll be there all day, walking around, maybe even wearing a hard hat for work, who knows, We'll see what happens. So that's my day tomorrow, and tonight I'm just having a wine, and I'll tell you, barefoot, barefoot Chardonnay, whatever. You can't go wrong. It's cheap wine that's in my fridge, and, um, you know, I'm having a glass to just kind of hang out, and I bailed on you guys this weekend. I was just so busy, and I felt kind of bad because I know a couple of you had mentioned that you listen on your commute into work in the morning, and that's awesome. Sorry I left you hanging for this morning's commute. But maybe I'll get my shit together and actually be able to post this at some point tonight. It is Monday night right now. And speaking of Monday nights, I need to get in touch with our friend Mackle because we had promoted a couple of times that we're going to have his uncle in here. And that date is quickly approaching. Our tentative date was this coming Saturday. So I'm going to give him a shout and see if we can still make that happen. And if we do then that's going to be awesome because we're going to have some real home brewers here. And the goal is for them to teach us, teach us all a thing or two about how the how the whole beer situation works, how they started to do this and where they're coming from and what their goals are, if they're just doing it for the fun of it, all that good stuff. And I'm super excited about that because, as you guys know, I don't, I don't know that much about it. I drink the beer, and I'll tell you if it sucks or not. That's about it. Had Molson on here last week and fucking good beer. 
all good there. And tonight I'm having wine. I should call beverages in the basement. And uh, because it doesn't have to be beer every time. I started looking around on Instagram. There's so many people just doing beer stuff. It's like, man, it's, it doesn't even feel original anymore. So I hope that I'm bringing you guys something at least a little original by not just yabbering on about beer endlessly. Um, because personally, that would get fucking boring to listen to an hour-long podcast about just beer week after week. you got to throw in some little other nuggets of stuff in there. So yeah, Philly for work tomorrow, and that got me thinking about jobs in general. I've, I've bounced around a little bit, and the job I have now, I'm thankful for, but it's not fun. It's not a job where I would say, like, this is a fun job. It has its moments, and I don't hate it by any means, but it's not something that I would classify as fun. And I'm wondering if anybody out there has now found a job that they genuinely think is fun. A lot of people I talk to, they work because they have to. It's a necessity. You got to pay your bills. You do your time, whatever it might be. Some people are part-time. Some people are full-time. Some people like night shifts or, or you know, early mornings or long hours they have to go in on the weekends or they're just doing freelance stuff where they can make their own hours all that kind of stuff and there's so many different jobs out there but but do you guys have jobs that you really love and not just I've talked to people and they'll say oh I love my job and sometimes I just don't believe them I just don't believe them not that people go around lying all the time but I think maybe it's more of a you know, you're trying to either convince yourself or you don't want to maybe share with other people that yeah, work kind of blows. Like you don't you don't like it that much and you do it because you have to do it. And if you, you know, if you talk shit about it, you're going to be judged like, well, then why are you doing it? Anyway, my job's OK. It, it's it's all right. Is it super fun? Not even close. Not even close. But I was thinking about what I did like back in the day. You know, I started at a pizza place um, locally that I would ride my bike to. And uh, that was that was fun because pizza guys, in my opinion, the ones that I've worked with are always a little nuts, especially the the dudes like making the pizzas. Um, you know, boss man or the manager or the owner, they, they're pretty, you know, they're pretty on point and they keep it relatively business and all that stuff and they have their fun moments. But the guys like hustling Friday nights, banging out the pizzas in a pizza joint, man, they're they're fun dudes. They know how to party. That was that was a fun job. I got let go of that place, fired, because I, I was a, a punk ass teenager and I got my nose pierced and the boss didn't like it. And he basically said, he called me out. He goes, either take take the nose ring out or go home. I went home. But I hung out there anyway. <laughs> I spent all my quarters in the fucking in the machines they had there. The, they had the pinballs, Twilight Zone, and they had NBA jams and Mortal Kombat. So I'd fucking be there spending all my money anyway, which is so stupid. I don't know why I just... I'm still butthurt about that. Alex, damn you for firing me. I had my nose pierced. Big fucking deal. God damn it. Fire a 15-year-old that needed the money. You asshole. Anyway, I got over it and moved on. I did get a job at uh, Sears Automotive. And for those of you that don't know, Sears, the Sears Roebuck, the like department store, had a car parts thing attached to it where they would do minor car repair stuff like tires and batteries and uh, 
and suspension. They didn't do major engine work and stuff like that. And that job was fucking fun for so many different reasons. It was backbreaking work. I mean, you're talking a a you know shitty nutritioned teenager that ate McDonald's every freaking day or, you know, basically still latchkey food, Pop-Tarts and McDonald's all the fucking time. So I had no, none of the proper vitamins and, and, and all that stuff going through my system. And I'm lifting these truck tires and, you know, all this stuff. But I made some great friends and they had an interesting program there. It was like a work release program or something. So there would be these ex-cons working with us. And these dudes usually ended up being really like... (laughs) down-to-earth motherfuckers. I mean, you want to talk down-to-earth. I mean, these guys, they had a little bit of crazy going on, but um, but they were all very fucking cool. And, um, you know, I started out this specific episode singing a little Wu-Tang, goofing off with that, and the, um, the PC-ness of whether I can say certain words if I'm singing a song, morphing that into Nipsey Hussle, and now I'm working at Sears, and, and this was my introduction to Biggie. And um, this guy, I remember his name was Lou. I'm not going to say his last name. He's probably still in the area. I mean, shit, he, uh, maybe Trenton area, whatever. I'm not going to say his last name. Anyway, he's a super cool dude, and he was always talking about Biggie and how he was going to go to a Biggie concert, take his girl to a Biggie concert. And this was like in 96, I want to say. And um, I didn't know much about it, but he would put it on the radio while we're changing fucking tires. And I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool, you know. And I had a system in my car back in the day with, like, subwoofers and all this stuff. And I used to rock out to that shit all the time. And that was really fun stuff. And it was great working with these people, except... And by, by these people, I mean ex-convicts, you motherfuckers. I didn't mean anything else by that. Um, I learned uh, an interesting lesson one time. My friend Scott and I, uh, we were we were like kind of the clowns of the place, always keeping everybody laughing and just not giving a fuck because back then I needed the job. I needed the money. I was always on time, never fucking, like, I had a really good work ethic, but at the same time, I was a little bit of a clown, always, always, always had fun, especially if I was with somebody that was vibing off of me, and we could just have fun together, and that carried out uh, for years on, beyond Sears, that kind of attitude, which I've lost, it's kind of sad, I, I, I don't have that same, maybe because I'm not working with the right people, anyway, so, we're always goofing around there, and they used to have this big trailer, like a semi-truck trailer parked in the parking lot, relatively close to the garage where we're changing the tires and stuff. And as you're changing the tires, you would have the old tires that you're taking off customers' cars, and you would put them on these big racks, and when the rack would fill up, you would roll this thing out to the semi-truck trailer that was parked out in the parking lot, and they would eventually come and pick it up with all the old tires. What happened from there? I don't know. Probably threw them on the side of the highway or burned them or something. Um, you know, something environmentally friendly like that. So we're filling up the truck, and there's a specific way. you got to, like, crisscross them so they don't go flying out, and you're optimizing space and all the shit. But it's fucking hard work. And we're goofing off one time, smoking cigarettes or something, kind of hiding from the boss, maybe taking a break or some shit. And uh, we were at this trailer, and we thought it would be a really fun idea to hide under the trailer and scare the next person that came with one of these racks of cart, uh, one of these racks of tires. And this dude, Cliff, he was probably in his 50s, older, you know, mid 50s black gentleman, and he was part of this work release kind of program. Um, so he'd, he'd been around, pretty, pretty hard dude, but always very nice. 
And Scott and I are hiding under this trailer, like giggling, like fucking little schoolgirls, all excited that we're going to scare this dude. And he climbs up into the trailer and he's up there and I, I, I could hear him like talking to himself, talking nonsense, like talking kind of crazy to himself because he didn't think anybody was around. Shit, I'm guilty of talking to myself. I'm doing it right now. Um, and he's out there. So w- when he steps down off this trailer, because these things are like four feet off the ground, we grab his ankles and they're like kind of yell. This fucking guy like started running. Didn't even, didn't do, he dropped everything and just started running, running away. And me and Scott are fucking like hysterically crying, laughing, like on the ground, fucking laughing. And this guy probably gets, I don't know, 50 yards. Like he's out there. He turns back and sees it's us. And he comes back yelling that he is going to kill us. And he's not fucking kidding. He's not kidding at all. Scott's kind of laughing about it. I'm like, dude, he's fucking serious and he's headed our way. And this fucking guy starts like we're running away from him and he is chasing us. And I don't think I've ever been that scared in my life. I thought this guy was going to like break my neck in half because I'm this skinny asshole, 17 year old. I'm probably weigh 130 pounds tops. And this fucking dude who's been locked up, he's like big, he's a big motherfucker and he's just like built and he's, he, we just scared the shit out of him, probably embarrassed the shit out of him. And now, now he's going to kill our punk asses pretty much. And that was fucking great. We got away from him. I'm obviously here to live. I, I live to tell the tale. We ran. We ran away. We ran into the store part where, you know, the customers are shopping and stuff like that. And then we ran into the offices and we had to run to security. There was a security guy named Mike. It was the only thing that I could think to do because this guy was like hot on our heels. I I swear to God, I would have at least gotten, you know, punched in the face or something, which I don't want that to happen. Come on now. So we ran to security and... We were like, Mike, Cliff's fucking behind us. He's going to kill us. Like, going nuts. He doesn't make sense of it. Cliff comes bursting in there. He's like, you motherfucker, I'm going to fucking break. And, and Mike was a big dude. Like, he was store security. And, you know, he was trained, not for this kind of thing, but he, he would have to, like, wrestle shoplifters. And he's like, he was a big dude also who could handle himself. And he diffused the situation, thankfully. At the end of the day, we all had a really good laugh. But... It was one of those experiences where I just look back and I go, some shit like that would never, ever, ever happen in my current job. Not that I would want something like that to happen, but it was just fun. I look back at it and I'm like, man, we were cracking the fuck up and just, you know, we would do dumb shit. Uh, Maybe some reckless stuff, but never, you know, we would never steal from the company or put anybody else's safety in, in danger, except for scaring the dude. But I mean, that's relatively harmless. Um... And it was just fun. Does anybody else out there have like freedom of a job where you can have fun like that? I, because I, I do miss that. I just, you know, it's hard. I, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing now just because the wind kind of blew me this direction. But sometimes I miss that. And even after that, I had a job at a printing company, and uh, I won't name any names. I don't know what their status is now. They were super famous local, 
But man, we would goof off so hard there. We were all very good friends, relatively big company, and we would have all these little inside jokes and games and uh, we all had important roles, integral parts of these companies that basically kept them moving because everybody did their work. But you also made sure to have your fun. I mean, we we did some gross stuff. Like there there was there was this <laughs> there was this pole in, in the downstairs restroom in the men's room. Just this load bearing steel pole that was randomly in the bathroom, like you would see in someone's basement house, um, or or in someone's basement of their house. Just the steel pole, you know, in an unfinished basement or something. And we would like everybody would wipe their boogers on this thing, and it's so fucking disgusting but i shit you not like this thing was covered in boogers and i'm even like getting kind of grossed out just talking about it right now because we were so nasty but it you know that kind of thing is relatively harmless fun if you didn't want to get you know look at it you didn't look at it you you know nobody touched it inadvertently it was just disgusting and it, it it's little things like that that just made the job you know, getting those belly laughs throughout the day, I think, are really important. And I miss that a little bit. I don't really laugh at my job anymore now. And I, and I miss that, like having a good laugh because it's such a stress reliever. And it just feels so good. And it makes you kind of happy about what you're doing. Um, even if even if maybe it's not that, you know, you know you're not... You're not doing something so important for society that's going to give you this crazy notoriety and you can walk around and saying, you know, well, I developed this program that uh, spots cancer in everybody. And, you know, yeah, we made fucking copies. We made sure that these big companies had their little their little pamphlets that we saddle stapled and, you know, their little meetings went smoothly. Um you know, without us, their office secretary probably could have done the same work. But the point was, we had fun. The company made money. We made our money. And we were, you know, cracking up. And and it was guys, girls, young, old, m- mixed, you know, nationalities, everything. It was a really good time. So, for what it's worth out there, maybe one day I will get another job, um... One day down the road, again, I, I'm not, you know, someone from my, my job might tune into this podcast and be like, oh, let's see what Pete's all about here. I'm not talking shit about my job. I love it. Thank you very much. Blah, 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 blah. But it's just not fun. So fuck it. There it is. It's not fun, but it's okay. I'm thankful to have it. Um, but maybe one day, who knows? Maybe one day I'll bring the fun to my current job. How about that? I've tried, though. I've tried to do that, actually. And it just, it never takes. Ah. Eh. Whatever. A little frustrating. I'm going to have another sip of my, my expensive white wine here. Beverages in the basement. Mmm. I like this stuff. This is basically... I mean, I might as well... I mean, it's it, this is like the Budweiser of beer. Or, or like the Coors Light. I'm not sophisticated, guys. You know that by now. I like to try it all. But by no means am I am I snobby about what I pick up. I don't, I'm I'm relatively cost-driven. I'm going to pick that $10 bottle of wine over the $30 bottle, dollar bottle of wine for sure because I know enough to know that those differences are fucking negligible and I would have 20 more dollars in my pocket. 
But with that, everyone, there was one other thing that I wanted to say, and I, I forgot what it was here. I was Oh, yeah, I was at a fundraiser this past weekend, and I wanted to promote it again a little bit. So it's the Cancer Support Community of Greater Philadelphia. Go check it out. Do a Google search. Um, Cancer Support Community of Greater Philadelphia. You've heard me talk about it before. We had Monte Carlo night the other night, which was held at a... Um, at a, a grade school over in Southampton, PA. And that was a lot of fun. A friend of ours had gifted my wife and I uh, tickets, and we were going to be the chauffeurs for him. And while we were there, they had food, they had a DJ, they had the you know 50-50 kind of games and prize baskets, and they had all kinds of uh, gambling games, you know, chips uh, uh, to play roulette and... Um, what was the other one that uh what's the one where you roll the dice and uh shit craps um they had a bunch of card games and stuff it was really a good time at first I'm like oh I don't know how this is gonna but then like 10 minutes later I'm like having a couple beers and it's all good it was everybody was so friendly met a bunch of people and the cause is fucking awesome guys go check it out I it's non-profit so I'm not sitting here promoting some bullshit that's for profit it's for non-profit and the cause is awesome because cancer is so big it's so shitty and even now it still needs constant just we need to talk about it constantly because it's fucking devastating and if you haven't been affected by it yet personally chances are sorry friends you're gonna be uh, if not yourself, but someone very near and dear to you. And that fucking sucks. And that's what this community is about. They are there to support those affected by cancer, not necessarily ones afflicted with cancer, but the ones around them, friends. You might have a friend that has cancer. And you need someone to talk to because it's fucking hard, even if it's a coworker. What if it's your mom? Like, it's shitty. And you need to talk to somebody. You need to talk to somebody that can relate to your situation and that really just helps a lot so yeah good cause cancer support community of greater philadelphia and we're gonna have another event coming up in I, we haven't set a date yet but then again i missed the last meeting maybe they came up with a date but i think we're shooting for october maybe an eagles by week because we want to make sure that people come out and aren't home watching the schmeagles play and um yeah, it's going to be called Pints in the Park. We did it last year. We had a bunch of beer companies come out uh, from from the, the greater Philadelphia area. Um, nobody got paid. We had food trucks there. It's all donations for this cause. Um, super awesome band was there. My band totally killed it. Fun DJ. I think this year we're going to have a cornhole con competition contest with like prizes and stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. So keep that on your calendars. I'm going to remind you guys a bunch of times about this because I had a great time last year. Even if I wasn't participating in hosting the event as a volunteer, I would go anyway because it's a great cause, great people, and it really is a lot of fun. I mean, it's rain or shine. There's this big, substantial tent. It's in Fairmont Park in Philly a beautiful venue and it's just great and you just drink beer and and hang out and play cornhole and and kind of go to the different stands and try different stuff and talk to the brewers and all that stuff and come talk to me come talk I'm sure Mike will be there this year I can twist his arm a little bit to get his ass there and uh, it'll be a good time so you'll hear me promote that a couple times and that's about all I got I'm going to keep this at about half hour today I'm at 
27 and a half minutes or so. I'm sipping my wine. I'm going to go upstairs now after I maybe do a little editing. I'm not sure if I'm feeling that that motivated, but we'll see what happens. Uh, stay tuned for next week. Hopefully, Mackle's uncle. I'm going to ah, – shit, I'm going to text him tomorrow. Um, if you see me in Philly, say, hi, Pete. I see you. You're not going to know by then, though, because I probably won't have it posted by then. And uh, other than that, everybody be safe and sane. And hmm, last but not least, I got like All right, everybody. Have a great night. Great morning. 95 bottles of beer. You take one down. You pass it around. 94 bottles of beer on the wall.